bit so you've got your head there. Wow. Would you believe the average price of a five house in It really did get me to thinking, Perry, that, you know, the Jubilee weekend and all the rest of it, and I thought to myself, what was the average price of a house in Fife in 1952? £1,553. <laughs> hardly, it's like, it's like less than a price of a holiday. I know, that's <laughs> a cucumber sandwich, isn't it? For a house? That's <laughs> mental. I mean, well, what a weekend that was. I mean, street parties, gatherings and parks. Uh, purple bunting, egg crest sandwiches, Union Jack flags, cheese and pineapple and cocktails. Cheese and pineapple and cocktail sticks is good, uh, yeah, isn't it? It is nice, especially when my mum used to do it when we used to be a kid. I used to love it because you used to get like the half of a melon that was covered with the tinfoil and then they were all stuck in. That's right. Still, I still see that now. Uh, cheese and onion, silver skin onions was my yeah. thing. Yeah, Everything I the sweet thing. ones though. And let's not forget the trifle. I mean, the Platinum Jubilee party, that was it, really. There's And no decent party was worth it, so we're a quiz or a, or a, or a game of some oh, sort. Yeah. Um, so if you've got the post-Jubilee blues out there, let me ask you how much was the average Fife home worth in 1952? And I've probably just given you the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard Storm on Thunder. <laughs> Would you believe? I mean, to start with, let's look at what the average property price is right now. The average property price in Fife right now is £190,180. That's the average price paid for a property in the Fife area in the last 12 months. Um, it is. I mean, I let's mean, be honest, what... though, the multiplier, look at the multiplier, average average salary around about 30000 multiplier is still about six, six and a half times. Mm -hmm. The rest mm -hmm. of the UK is about 11 times. We're yeah. still about half the price of the rest of the UK, yet the average earnings is almost similar to the rest of the UK as well. It is extremely affordable to live in Fife and have a house in Fife. Yeah. Affordable and actually an amazing, beautiful place to be as well. I mean, we're talking averages in Fife there, Jim, but I mean, I can go into actually the regions within Fife if you'd like and just give people a mm. view for what it's like in their area. Let's so go into regions. Yeah, so if we look at the average price today, today in the last 12 months, so in Fife it's 190,180. Cooper, it's two hundred fourteen thousand and eighty pounds. Wow. In the East Nook, it's two hundred seventy six thousand one hundred and ten. No surprise. Yeah, Glenrothes, one hundred forty two thousand four hundred and ten. Still extremely affordable. I've told yeah. everybody, Glenrothes is a really great affordability to, to to live in, and it's nice and central as well. Absolutely. Um, Levermouth, I mean, look at all the beautiful beauty we have in Levermouth. 153000 for yep. your average home to live now, somewhere so gorgeous. There's a thing, there's a thing. Before, Glenrothes used to be average price more than Levermouth. So does that tell us that Levermouth is on the way up? Um, I think it does do. I mean, certainly with the sales that we've achieved in the area recently, I think yep. there's 
you know, we, we're constantly kind of promoting community and the events that are taking place and the rail link and all the changes that are happening within that are improving the town. I mean, Diageo has just announced as well, they're putting that big solar panel plant up there as well. So again, creating yep. more jobs, etc. So I think it certainly is an up and coming place. There's a lot more could be done. Of course there is, but I mean, every town is the same, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, but I think it does show that it is up and coming. And, and needless to say, I mean, out of the kind of region... Roll, St Andrews. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, Here we go. Let's go. It's nearly double or treble. £390,590. Wow, that's almost 400000 Yeah, That's a mental figure, isn't it? That is bonkers. So the, the, the other end is Glenrothes. At what price point again? So Glenrothes' price point was 142410 St Andrews is about 400,000, which is three times that. That's what I said, it's nearly three times. Jeez, peeps. Um, but I, I've got to say that, you know, as I said before, Fife is actually a great reflection of the whole of the UK, where mm -hmm. St Andrews is almost the London of Fife. And yeah. then you've got the other end of the spectrum, which is a lot lower value. And then you've got 50-50 between rural and urban and also mm -hmm. farming and industrialisation. Mm -hmm. Um it's actually a great reflection of what goes on as well, you know, potentially yeah. politically as well, because you have different areas that support different uh, things. I mean, more liberal, conservative, and, you know, that towards the east, you know, the northeast, um, and, you know, a bit of SNP in there as well. Um, but you also have the other end, which is more labour and socialist um, as well. You know, so, you, you you know, see that difference to the divide between the farming and the, the um, industrialisation. Um, mm -hmm. So it's amazing that Fife actually is a really good reflection of what happens mm -hmm. um, on, on a, a grander scale in terms of the UK. Absolutely. And I think what that does as well in regards to the description you give of what occurs um, employment-wise within the areas, but also actually it gives you a good view of values within the areas. And actually there's something really in Fife for everybody, isn't there? Yeah, I would say so. Definitely. What's your, I mean, 1952, let's go back. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, so I mean, yeah, let's go back. So, so Winston Churchill was the Prime Minister. Mm -hmm. Newcastle won the FA Cup. <laughs> wow. Uh, London was covered in the Great Smog. Um, yep. Three prescriptions on the N NHS were ended. It cost one shilling or five pence in new money for a prescription then. Um, King George the Fourth was at the age of 56 and passed away on the 6th of February, meaning Princess Elizabeth, our Queen. Um, yep took over the big house, <laughs> so let's, we don't even want to price that one. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I went down there one time and went, it's all right, it's no for sale. <laughs> <laughs> and took a, took a selfie. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to go back to, you're stealing your own thunder about the average five home in 1952 then, Jim? And that's it. £1,553. Mm -hmm. That's a mental figure, eh? It is. 70 years ago, the average price of a Fife house was £1,553. Today, it's £190,180. Mm -hmm. That means Fife house prices, a quick tally up, uh, 5 minus 2, minus 4, multiplied by 6, um, Fife house prices have gone up 121 times higher since 1952. 121 times higher since 1952. That's a crazy figure. Uh, and of course, the market's going to crash. <laughs> I'm sure we're not going to crash back to 1952 prices. 
No, I, I would like to think not. I mean, when you look at the 1952 prices around the areas as well, I, I mean, I won't go into to all of the, the community areas, but to be honest with you, you're roughly in between about 1,200 and that 1,500 in all areas, apart from, of course, St Andrews. Yeah. Um, in St Andrews, even back then, it was 3,198. So St Andrews then was still in the kind of double mark, whereas at the moment, and, and it's kind of reflective, similar double or treble round about you. Um, so they're all about the same. So that kind of times number does apply in all of the areas, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Over the last 70 years, the country has been subjected to about 4.5% inflation uh, per annum, round about there. there about. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. That you're only talking about, this is what people talk about inflation right now. Oh, inflation right now is affecting us big time. It's like, but if you actually smooth that out over all the period, inflation's only ever been on average over the last 70 years, a 4.5% every single year. So as long as on a consistent basis, your 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 earnings are going up at least more than 4.5% every single year, you're kind of inflation-proofing yourself all the time on a long-term basis. And this is why I talk about property being actually a really good investment, because you take 4.5%, uh, and I'm, I'm doing a wee quick calculation here, and multiply that up, see if I can catch my calculator uh, on my phone, uh, 4.5, 4.5 times uh, 70 um, is uh, equals, so 4.5, that's 315%, okay? And 121 times higher is actually 12,000%. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. So 12,000% of property prices have gone up, and inflation's only gone up in the last 70 years, 352%. Mm-hmm. And people still believe property is not a good investment. <laughs> I know. Crazy, I, think, yeah? I think when you look at it, you know, if, if we were to follow that train of inflation, the 1952 house price at 1553 on average um, would be the equivalent to £29,863 today when adjusted on those inflation rates. Yeah, and that's we're clearly seeing that that's not happened because we've just said the average home is one hundred ninety thousand. So I think that's so we're we're argument. If you look at that one nine o one eight o, and if you're if you're applied inflation, the twenty nine eight six three, you've actually you've twenty nine eight six three, you've actually made another hundred and sixty thousand pound just out of buying the average house in nineteen fifty two and waiting for it to go up in value. You've inflation-proofed your investment, which was £1,553, to the tune of an extra £160,317. Mm-hmm. And that's that's taking inflation out of the equation. Mm. I mean, when you look at it in real terms, five house prices have increased by 504.8%. Wow. That's crazy, that's crazy isn't it? And all that time, if you're actually if you're renting property, you're actually getting paid to wait while the value of the property goes up. That's not mm-hmm. even taking into account actual rental income. Exactly. I mean, we're, yeah, because we're just talking about the house. We're not taking, talking about any money that house is making other than its own worth. So, and that's why that's why some people actually get it straight away about property investment. I mean, mm-hmm. I beat that drum every single time. It's a really good thing. Um, but, and let's recap and let's qualify this property investment and people go oh well that's no fair and you're taking all these houses but the reality is the people we house can't actually buy a house so we're not taking these houses we're actually giving them the people that can't actually buy a house and they need a roof over their head 
So we're filling that gap between the lack of availability of social housing, which the government have done away with, um, it has actually declined the social housing sector by 69% in the last, since the 1980s. So social housing stocks dropped by 69%, private rent stocks going up as a result, and therefore we filled the gap, filled the void, and given people houses and roofs over their head. That's the whole point. Um, It all comes back down to, doesn't it? The government needs to start building a lot more houses, social housing. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, as well as that, though, you pri- you need you need good private landlords, Jim, because that's actually giving people good quality homes to live in that perhaps would not be available to them any other way because they can't yeah. source it from. They wouldn't. Authority. They wouldn't be really anyway. They wouldn't have at all. Um, good morning, Andrea. Any questions or any any comments? Please feel free to chip in. Anybody else out there? Please feel free to chip in as well. So house prices then have increased by the five hundred percent in real terms since uh, nineteen fifty two. So, does that mean house prices are more expensive today compared to 1952? Um, in 1952, the average male wage—this is, you know—this like was 452 pounds, eight shillings, and one pence. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> Meaning that the average five house was 3.43 times the average value of the wage. Um, per year. So per year you were getting 452 pounds, eight shillings and one pence. Today the average home is 8.85 times the average wage. Now that's based on information that we got previously, but I know it's probably around about six and a half, between six and a half and eight now. Um, depending on what the average wage is, depending on how you look at the average wage. Because average wages can be done in certain sectors, but overall, apparently, according to the Scottish government, our average wage in five is around about 30,000 pounds. Um, so let us not forget the average mortgage payment in 1952, here it is, was £11 per month. Who'd like to go back to that mortgage payment? <laughs> Hands up, £11 oh. a month. <laughs> I would take that as well. People people might have lost that bit, actually, Jim, because we both clicked out there. Go, go and just say that part again. So let's not forget that the average mortgage payment in 1952 was £11 per month. And the average Brit earned £34 per month, meaning 32.3% of the household income was going on mortgage payments. Mm-hmm. Whilst nationally today, according to the nationwide, it stands at 28%. It's less. Big We're actually paying less proportionally in our average salary today at 28% our average salary, compared to 1952, it was 32.3% of average salary. So for people out there saying it's like, you know, it's like, oh, these mortgage payments are very, very high, they're not at all in comparison to other mm-hmm. other times in percentage mm-hmm. in percentage terms or proportionally of your income. Uh, you know, I know back in the in the credit crunch, just before the credit crunch, um, the average salary, um, the average uh, mortgage payment was around about almost touching about 45% of your, of your average salary. But we've talked so about tells, this. That tells you a lot, doesn't it? It does. And we've talked about this in the past, didn't we, about regards to loan to value and property, et cetera. And in that credit crunch position where people were lending to individuals at 125% of a value of a house. So it's no wonder that the, the price for their payments yeah. were much, much higher, weren't they? Because they were really encouraging people at that time to consolidate credit and buy cars and have your holiday. And they, they kind of have now 
kind of feeling, wasn't it? And actually, that's yeah, what that's right. Led, that's what led to it, didn't it? So here's the kicker, uh, and it's cheaper now in real terms to buy a property in 2022 than it was in 1952. I mean, when you put it in that perspective, mm -hmm. you know, <laughs> in real terms, uh, the true spending power of money after taking into account wages and costs and inflation um, were, more ex were, were more expensive and some some cheaper 70 years ago. I mean, that's, that's an amazing thing to come up with. But people actually think they're hard done by today. I'll be the older generation, <laughs> moaning about the younger generation. That, that would be us. Well, I don't know about that. The, no much the entitlement culture. <laughs> people think they're hard done by today, but the reality is it's cheaper to buy a house now than it was in 1952. Absolutely. Um, I mean, when it was Golden Jubilee in 2002, 70% of people owned their own homes, um, with 11% of people privately renting and 19% renting from the council. So, I mean, that, yeah. that kind of goes back to what we were saying earlier about the fact that the private letting services have actually assisted people in getting something. Yeah. Um, so that's taking to the point something in real terms, real terms of true spending power of the money after taking into account wages, costs, inflation, as I said, uh, were more expensive and, and some cheaper than 70 years ago. For example, in 1952, petrol was equivalent. Um, now, this is actually... When, in 1952, here's petrol. Petrol was equivalent in today's inflation-adjusted prices to £1, two pence a litre, and a pint of beer was equivalent to £2 um, today. Uh, half a dozen eggs were £2.20. Cheddar cheese would have been £2.40 if it was adjusted in today's terms from 1952 um, per 500 grams. A basic radio, wow, a basic radio would be 430 quid. <laughs> but that's, I mean, that the reason that that's come down so much is cost of manufacturing, isn't it? Cost of manufacturing and circuitry, you know, um, semiconductors, microprocessors, have uh, been able to actually um, um, do that more efficiently, more cost effective. That's why the cost of radio. And, and a Hoover would be 530 quid. Now, that's no far <laughs> off a Dyson, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I, I that's no far off a dice in the day. Yeah, who, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not being, you know, I'm not having a pop at anybody out there. But who pays three hundred pound for a hair, a pair of hair straighteners? Eh, that, that <laughs> not doesn't me. get me at all. And I'm no one to talk about hair straighteners. But, but I'll be honest. I am, and I would three hundred quid for a pair of hair straighteners. I mean, you know, really get the iron out and get the ironing board and just date like that. Save yourself <laughs> some money. Take the three hundred quid and give it to the food bank. You don't need your hair straighteners for three three hundred quid. Yeah, give it to somebody yeah. that needs it. It's a lot. Um, and and a color television in today's a twelve inch TV um, from nineteen fifty two in today's terms would actually cost one thousand six hundred pound. Again, it's all microprocessors and circuitry. It's done that. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. Look at I, I always look at the classic example of um, how things have become more efficient in manufacturing and continue to keep the prices down because of that. Um, the, the classic one for me is when I bought an Indeset washing machine for 199 quid in 1993, it, you can literally still buy a washing machine, if not better, for 199 quid in it's 2022. It's true. It's mad. But if you even look at the cost of televisions now as well, because, the, as you say, the mass production of them, the slimline way that they're built now, everything's like the microchipping, etc. You get so much more for your money, don't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to bring up a wee chart here, um, and I'll and I'll just um, I like a wee graph. We we'll always like a wee graph. 
we do. Yeah, company of what we're doing. And I'll, I'll show you in real terms how this is all going. I'll get this here. Here it is here. Okay. So the average value of a five house since 1952. Here's some of the key points. Um, so back to the property in the Queen's reign has seen some amazing house price rises in the UK, yet the growth, the growth hasn't always been a constant upward direction as we've had a couple of dips along the way. Here they are. So here's the here's the dips. If you can see that, I'll maybe try and make that a wee bit bigger to take that out of the way so you can see the dates at the bottom. So 1952, 1,553. Um, then you we had a house price crash. We had house price crash in 1990. So you saw it, it was uh, 46,730, and then it crashed in 1990. So it came to, I mean, but look, that's not a huge crash in the scope of things, is it? No, it's not. It's not a mammoth when you think of the increase from 52 to that point. Yeah. And, and, and the average value of the five property dropped from the 46,730 uh, to that 38,701. See that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. In 1996. So that's where, it, that's where it dropped. So that's where the crash came in and dropped all the way down only for them to start rising again. Look at that meteoric rise. Mm -hmm. And then Fife saw another house price crash there between 2008 and 2009, where the average price dropped from 139 up here, which was mm -hmm. the 139,789, um, to 119,172 in that, in that year. So what else has changed about property in the housing market since the Queen came onto the throne? You can see the average price now, but but look at this. This is this proved my point without a shadow of a doubt. That house prices will continue to rise and out outperform inflation all the time. You can see that you can smooth the curve from 1952 all the way around there and up there, and you've got a couple of jitters on the way, but but overall it's it's pretty stable. Now that's average house price in Fife, but I'll be honest, I never did England, but but England's market is see this crash here in England. This is a lot more. This is a lot more steeper. Mm -hmm. um, they tend to go up and down quite volatile. Their volatility, whereas Scotland seems to be quite a lot more stable. And I mm -hmm. think that's a lot to do with. I think that's a lot to do with affordability and the fact that yeah. we can still afford. Um, and our our economy doesn't get hit as much. It's it's a mm -hmm. bit more protected in terms of the in terms of the English economy um, because they're they're, they're quite condensed. And and, and 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 in terms of sensitivity analysis, which I spoke about before, when there's yeah. small changes in anything, um, they get affected quite badly. Whereas mm -hmm. we have changes in anything, it doesn't hit us as much. Um, mm -hmm. and we have to bring in with them. I mean, we know that because of the energy bills. It's not yeah. the whole thing energy. Hence the reason why we're having to pay astronomical amounts um, in line with everybody else and what they're mm -hmm. paying um, as well. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a political thing, but energy is not devolved. And that's what causes the issue here. I think what's really interesting as well, Jim, and we've spoken yep. about this in past shows, um, when you look at that dip from 2009, um, when it went down by the 20,000, just bring that graph up again, Jim, if you're able to for a wee second. Yeah, I could do that. Um, so when we see that dip there, so from 139,789 down to the 119, okay, it's 20,000. But when we talked about it on a show a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about the crash and actually that five property prices have increased in, by 16% in the last 12 months. Yeah. Even if there was a dip, unless you're planning to move in 12 months, it's not really going to affect you. Yeah. I've just seen what that, that is in terms of the in terms of the percentage for the dip. 119, 172, there's 20. 
So 20 divided by 139789. Uh, that's a 14.7% dip. Less than what it increased last year. Yeah, 16.8 or something like that last year, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so, so in that one year, that dipped by that. So if that was ever to happen again, like a huge credit crunch, I mean, the credit crunch was catastrophic in a, in, to a degree in terms of the banking and finance and, and availability of credit and stuff like that. Um, so you, I, I wouldn't expect something that bad to happen again because we've got mechanisms in place to stop that. Um, that was the stress testing that came in about 2015, making sure that every single mortgage was stress tested at about 5% or 5.5% um, before they actually got approved at the lower rate anyway. So everybody's stress tested in terms of mortgages because of that. So that that basically, you know, possibly might not happen as uh, much as it would before. So I can't see that happen again. And it's like what you say, if we had a 16% drop, yeah, big deal. So property prices would only go back to what they were the year before. Um, yeah. And the only people that would be affected in negative, in negative equity is the people that bought now. Um, we would be moving for the, at least another six or seven years anyway. And, exactly. and you know there, Every you know six or seven years, and every single bit of that graph, property prices have gone up. Because exactly. you could you could take six years from 1952 and go to 1958, and it's probably gone up a wee bit there. You can see a smooth curve there. You can take six years from from here from 1990 and put it up to 1997, and then you're starting to come back up here. So it's mm -hmm. almost evening out. And then you take ten years from 1990 and then take it to 2000. You're up here now. Mm -hmm. You're up, you're up around about the 60,000 mark. So in the 10 years from that crash, where it happened from 1990 to year 2000, it went there. And then 10 years from the year 2000, right up to uh, 2010. I mean, you know, if you bought in year 2000, you'd be buying at 60 grand. When after the crash had happened, 60 grand, 2010, you'd be double your money anyway. You'd be double that. After, yeah. the, after the crash, 10 mm -hmm. years after the crash, you still double your money if you bought 10 years before. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a, it's I don't understand how people actually think that you know you would you would get that in that that situation. Um, so I I don't I don't buy into it at all. Eh? Don't yeah, buy into that's it. What I thought it was useful to kind of share that example. Um, key here is though, only in 1952, only 32 percent of people owned their own home, whilst 50 percent here it is 50 percent actually rented from a private landlord. And 18% rented a council house. That's an amazing statistic. And people say that private landlords are taking over right now. But by the time the Silver Jubilee came along in 1977, 56% of people owned their own home. That's gone up from 32 in 1952. 12% of people privately rented. That dropped from 50 to 12%. No idea what happened there. I'll wait to find out why that was the case. And 32% were renting from the council, which was almost double in that time. Wait to see when we get to Golden Jubilee, as I said earlier. Golden Jubilee, wow. 70% owned their own home. That's up. That's more than double from 1952. 11% were renting privately. That's almost a 20% of what it was in 1952 and 17% rented from the council, which was round about the same figure anyway, what it was in 1952. So nothing mm -hmm. really changed in terms of that. Mm -hmm. uh, and today, right, so we'll fast forward from the Golden Jubilee now, we'll fast forward to 2022, which is the Platinum Jubilee. 63% of people 
own their own home day. That's from 32% in 1952. So that's double. 20% mm -hmm. of people privately rent. That's still less than half what it was in 1952. Mm -hmm. And 17% actually rent from the council. So that's that's kind of similar, isn't it? It's almost gone back to square one with the rental from council, isn't yeah. it? So council's actually been quite pretty... Um, council's actually been pretty... Um, you know, stable in terms of their stock ownership, in terms of what they're doing. Mm -hmm. um, there must have been a point where the, well, 1980s was the big sell-off, wasn't it? Yeah. The council housing sell-off. And that's probably the council houses at that point, that point probably would have been a lot more. And then, then they were they were basically forced to sell off, weren't they? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 32% was rented from the council in 1977. And then the 80s came along and it was the the, the, the privatised the council housing sector. Yeah. And then that jumped, that dropped from 32 to what it is today, which is 17, which is which is literally just half. Yeah. Um, um, so what's the conclusion here, Perry? I think to conclude, I think as we look forward, it'll be interesting to see what the next 70 years is going to look like. But I'm sure the property markets from today will be very different yeah. then. Um I guess for me, it'll be somebody else's problem <laughs> but in regards to what might happen there. But it's interesting to see, you know, if those trends continue, I think it's still going to be a healthy position for us all to be in, in regards to owning property and leaving legacy. Yeah. I mean, for anybody that's a right move fan, because we looked at right move statistics as well, the average five terraced home, so terraced home in 1952 was worth £1,223. A uh, semi-detached property was actually um, could be bought for an average of one thousand six hundred and fifty-one pound. Um, I mean, again, that's 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 hardly anything, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, in comparison, um, mm -hmm. so you know, the reality is, um, I think overall, overall, um, property is still a great investment. Property is, I mean, we all read it. It's only an investment if you buy an additional one, isn't it? If you buy an additional one and rent it or use it as service accommodation for tourism or anything like that, that's the only reason it's an investment. If it's in your house, if it's your house, it's proportionally the same anyway because it's just your house. You live in it. It's not bought as an investment, but it's bought as a vehicle to to provide for your family at that point in time with a roof over their head and then use it as a stepping stone to upgrade to another house later on. That's the only way. I mean, it literally is the property ladder, isn't it? It is a ladder. And I think what it does as well, though, is that you know, for us oldies who are do only just have the one. I'm not applying that to you, obviously, Jim, but it's an, an, opportunity, an, opportunity, it's an opportunity for us to help our families, isn't it, going forward? Um, you know, there's that, you know, you can draw down on your property, you can help your own family get on the property ladder um, because there isn't that social housing available for them. So, you know, there is a situation where you do need to help them and, and achieve that for them, whether that be setting them up in a private or whether they're setting them up in an ownership. So it does allow you to be able to do that as well. That's that's a really good point, actually, because when you when I would actually I would 100 percent agree with that. Because all all the years that we've built up to a bigger house, uh, we know we're going to downsize to almost something a third of the price. But then we paid off our mortgage as well. So therefore, we've got that huge amount of equity left, which is tax free. Uh, and then yeah. essentially, you can pass that on to your kids and you could help them mm -hmm. uh, get started as well. So, okay. so you know, I, if you look at it like that, it's kind of an investment, isn't it? It is. I, I certainly taught, kind of treated it like that way until I got involved with, with property and with yourself. Um, that was always my mindset of where I was going. It was about how I would yeah. help my family when they were ready. Good. 
Um, anything to finalise and just conclude there and we'll just finish off? I think for me, um, there's some real traction that we've seen there. And I think that traction, we're still seeing that go. And so I think the peace of mind thing is that actually as a homeowner, I'm comfortable that I don't need to panic um, and actually look forward to what my investment will look like in years to come. I think that's a good point, actually. Um, you know, I, I, there is the you, you'd use the the right the right word there, which was panic, which mm -hmm. is which a lot of people don't understand, and they just continually listen to the news and they they take that in, and then they panic. They panic because they're just believing what the news is telling them. But but when you look at the numbers that are here, and you look at all the information we've provided on previous shows that we do. Um, you know, there's there's no much to panic about at all. Um, no. You know, if you've if you've if you've done your planning and you've you know your budgets and you know where you are and you you could you know if, if certain prices go up if that goes up if this goes up um, your mortgage is secure because it's maybe fixed and you've made these you've made these um, extrapolations. In other words, you know if 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 petrol went up to X amount, another twenty percent, and I was paying two thousand pound a year for my petrol bill, how would my, how would another four hundred pound on top of my two thousand pound if it went up twenty percent affect me? And and what is four hundred pounds? So four hundred pound divided by um, by twelve months uh, effectively is is round about what thirty 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 six pounds forty quid a month or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, round about that level, £36 a month, £30 a month. So an extra £30 a month, wait a minute, that's just £1 a day. Mm -hmm. So if petrol prices went up by 20% over the year, that'll only affect me by £1 a day if I was only spending £2,000 a year on my petrol. And can I afford £1 a day? Yeah, I could afford £1 a day. But when you put it in bigger terms, you get a bit frightened, don't you? You panic. You do. Yeah. And then you, you do, roll it everything just... else. Yeah, they don't just do it in one item, though. It's not just petrol. It's petrol. It's food. It's your house. It's your tax. Well, it's your, you know what to you do. Know, they're doing all the multipliers, and then actually becomes... The, you go straight to your bank statement. Here. You go straight to your bank statement. You tally it all up. You say, this is what I spend at Sainsbury's. This is what I spend at Tesco's. This is what I spend a year on food, okay? And then divide that by, you know, if, it, if food prices went up 10%, say I was spending 10 grand a year on food. If they went up 10%, there's a £1,000. £1,000 divided by 52 is 20 quid a week. Mm -hmm. 20 quid a week divided by 7 every day is £3 a day. So there's the £1 for payroll. There's the £3 a day for food. And then, you know, can I find £4 a day to save? Absolutely. Can I find £4 a day to make extra? Can I make an extra £4 a day? Can I make an extra £5 a day? Maybe a £10 a day? And that all mounts up. So that covers all the costs. So there's there's a way we might actually do a show on budget at some point in time. That might actually be quite a good we've show. A, we've already started another show. Yeah, we've started another. We've gone into budgeting. We've gone on a show on budget. Let's leave hey, it there. Then. Words are, don't panic. Everything's going to be good. Yeah, I, I think that's the case. Okay, let's finish off there, and it's goodbye from her and from him. Yes. <laughs> Take care. See you later, folks. Bye bye. bye.